Well, hello. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Blog Talk Radio, or Healing House Radio. So I hope that you all had a good week. I hope that whatever it is that came into your energetic field was gentle. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry, and I hope it gets better soon. So we're going to be continuing our discussion of the integration of spirituality and magic and how that can work. And in many traditions from around the world, uh, this is the practice. You know, magic is synonymous with spiritual practices because the viewpoint is that the energy that creates the change, the energy that creates the manifestation or, you know, the healing or whatever it is that you're looking for, that that comes from a source outside. It does not come from the practitioner. It is not energy that they hold. It is energy that they become a conduit for, or as I like to put it, a good tube. So we're going to be talking more about that. And once again, I am not saying that there needs to be any one particular tradition, any one particular way, whatever works for you, whatever allows you to be in your place of authenticity with what you believe. If you love it, I love it for you. And I'm in the chat room right now. So if you need clarification on this, then please log in and I can answer the chat while, um, or for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you know, I will be available to answer questions. And that's only for the premiere episode. For those of you who are on blog talk radio, please post your questions and I will go back and, and I do check the comments, so I will go back and answer any questions that I can. So as we look further into the idea of this um, marriage, in a way, of the traditions that are, you know, in some cases are very strongly earth-based, yet still have a very strong religious connection. And, you know, there are many examples of this. There are in, you know, many of the uh, African traditions, many of the um, Central American and South American traditions. There is a strong component of prayer in Native American traditions. You know, the idea that there is a consciousness that is the one who is the mover and shaker and, and creates the, the manifestation, creates the healing that's the source of magic. You know, it's not that we create it on our own. It's not that we manifest on our own. We call in those aspects that we wish to work with. And there's many different ways to manage this. And in some cases, it is in a very, you know, very clear ritualistic type of thing, um, uh, sacred container is set. You don't know what a container is. You can go back to one of the earlier videos. We can talk about sacred spaces and you, you know, where everything is kind of just and so, and it's done in a particular way. And then that is where the energy is called in to be able to do what you want to do. Now, in some cases, it is much, much, much more casual. It could be just sitting in a natural environment and, you know, just kind of going into a meditative state and just kind of 
playing with the energies and interacting with it, which is also a lot of fun. And in that way, it's not formal, it's not structured, yet it's tremendously intimate, it's tremendously personal. And often spiritual relationships really are very personal. It's how you manage your concept of the universe and and creator, creation, whatever. And maybe that's hard science string theory, or maybe it's Norse mythology, or maybe it's one of an infinite other number of belief systems. You know, there are, are formal belief systems that a lot of people are able to resonate with, but personal belief systems. And for me, I believe that that's unique to each and every person. You know, they have their own, even if they're a part of an organized group, they have their own personal relationship with it. So one of the ways that for me, that I get into that space is the concept of prayer and meditation. And a lot of times people would say, you know, prayer is putting out the question and meditation is the waiting for the answer. And it helps to be able to go into a very receptive space. You know, when you're asking the universe to help you with something, whether it's to influence an outcome, to um, bring about healing, and, and next month is we're going to be talking a lot about healing. But whatever it is that you would like, whatever it is that you want to bring in, you know, the idea of asking the universe or whatever you envision that that consciousness being saying, hey, I'd like some help. There's something that I would like and I'm asking, not telling, I'm asking for this to come in. And what I find when I incorporate you know, energy, when I, you know, I use the term creator. So when I incorporate creator into what it is that I want to do, then I find that the process moves much more organically. It moves more gently. It's not me trying to use my will to force something to happen because more than likely that's going to fail. You know, yes, there are, you know, everything from, from, prayers to incantations, you know, it's all asking for help. It's all asking for guidance. It's all asking for uh, a consideration. So when you consider what it is that you want to achieve and for any magical work, no matter what it is, you have to have a clear idea as to what you want. You have to have a clear idea as to what you want the outcome to be. Because if you put out vague energy, if you set up a vague container, then the response you get back is going to be vague. It's not going to be as precise. It's not going to be as disciplined. And working with magic is about discipline. It's about self-discipline. It's about holding a space. It's about whatever practices you choose those are the practices that you do. You know, you don't give half effort to whatever it is you want. You know, you stay focused, you stay centered, you stay grounded, and you stay in your thought and your manifestation. And for those who pray, you stay in your prayer. So it's about 
clearing that space within yourself because you don't want to go into, you know, a, a situation like that where you are asking consciousness, however, whatever you call it, you are asking the prime consciousness of the universe to help you. And when we do that, we don't come across with, you know, it's like, well, yeah, this is going to happen. You know, there's a lot to be, a lot being said. It's like, okay, you think positive and positive things happen, which in a lot of cases are true. And it is not always the answer. When I was young, my mom told me that there were three ways that God answers prayers. First, no, because what you're asking for isn't really what's best for you. And I only want what's best for you. And I'm willing to let you be mad at me for not doing that. Two, not yet, because even though I know you hate the situation you're in, there's more for you to learn from it. So you're going to have to stay in it, but I'm asking you to trust me because if you're willing to trust me and give me that time, you'll get everything you wanted. Third, I thought you'd never ask. So how does this incorporate into magic? And like I said, that scenario can go with whatever it is that your belief system is. If it doesn't resonate at all, then completely discard it. And when we are trying to create phenomenal effect or something major, then yeah, you have to call in some major energy, you know, because we, we are not equipped with that. Our ability to do what we do and our ability to manifest what we want to manifest comes from the fact that we become very, very, very good conduits or, you know, a good tube. You need to be able to have that move through you, not try to claim it as your own. You know, I have been referred to as a healer. I don't consider myself the one who heals. I consider myself a good tube, a good and cooperative tube that allows the universe to work through me in order to be able to achieve something. When I'm out in the woods and when I'm, you know, integrating with nature and when I'm experiencing, when I'm working with earth magic, and if you want to know about earth magic, go back to last month and you can watch the videos from that. When I'm working with earth magic, it is profound, it is amazing, it is powerful. And I come from a very humble place. I come asking to be able to be a part of earth magic, to have it connect with me, for me to be allowed to work with it knowing that the answer could be no. But the idea is that when you bring in all of these, you know, the, the, the extra, the, the real things and aspects of the universe that create change, that's when you're able to do things. That's when magic becomes real. That's when you feel it on a more powerful level. I can't imagine anything as lonely as attempting to work with energy or work with magic 
and just think it's just me. That would be terribly lonely. And frankly, I don't think it would be as effective. You know, when you're out and, you know, listening to a storm and you feel it moving through you, that feeling is not you. That feeling is because you're able to connect with the energy of the storm. When you are working with healing, what you feel, that tingling sensation, that's not coming from you. It's not coming from me. It comes from, as the energy comes in, that connectedness to everything. And really, that's what it is at its heart. It's a connection to everything. And therefore, you become everything. And then you also become nothing because when you expand to that point, when you are able to conceive being a part of everything, of being everything, then technically you are so expansive that you don't exist. And, you know, if you disagree with me on that, please feel free to disagree. But for me, once you have expanded so much to encompass everything, then in a way you become nothing. So it's about realizing you're everything and nothing at the same time. And that, I think, is one of the hardest things to do. It is completely being able to step out of your humanity. It means completely being able to become one with all that is. And you can spend a lifetime learning how to manage that. Because it is unsettling the first few hundred times that it happens. <laughs> And I have gotten a glimpse of that. I have gotten a touch of that and what it feels like in that moment. And to me, it's a tremendously spiritual experience. It is a, you know, it, it, it encompasses everything and suddenly everything else fades away and you have this one perfect moment. And that perfect moment can be with whatever God, consciousness, goddess, great mystery, however you want to define it. That is your moment in that space. That is your moment with that being. And however you envision that, you know, that's what you get to tap into. That's where real magic is. You know, it, it's it's not in, you know, being able to, you know, do sleight of hand. I mean, you know, it's just like magicians can do that. And I think that's all very cool. But, you know, when it really comes down to it, for me, magic is about connection. Magic is about forming agreements. Magic is about working in cooperation with and in harmony with all of creation. And because a lot of my focus is, you know, earth energies and earth magic, that's something that is readily available for me to tap into, even if it's just drinking a glass of water and then tapping into that. So how is it that you can find that spot? And the thing is, is that you don't have to go, okay, well, here's a, 
the established religions and I have to choose between one of these. I don't believe that's true. As I said, your relationship with spirit is completely unique to you. And maybe you have a spiritual tradition that you follow and maybe you don't. And is it possible for an atheist to do this work? Absolutely. You don't have to embrace a particular dogma. You don't have to embrace a particular tradition. You can just be you in oneness with whatever you decide it is and whatever allows it to harmonize within you. And you know when you've hit on it, when you do, there's there's kind of a resonance sort of a hum that it's it's like this little space opens up and you're able to be in that space without judgment, without worries, without fears, without anything. That everythingness and that nothingness. And when you're able to be in that, that's when you're connected to whatever it is that you believe. You can be able to find it sometimes through meditation. And generally it's about quiet. You know, this is not a meditation like, oh, gee, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes. You know, this is like really going deep within yourself, finding that stillness, because it is in the stillness when everything else gets blocked away. So going into that place of just receiving, of just observing, observing what the energy does without looking for it, without looking into it. And for me, when I pray, you know, that's where I'm, I'm putting out there what it is that I need and what it is that I'm looking for, what it is that I'm asking for. And it is about asking because it's important to remember that the universe has been doing its thing for a very long time. Consciousness, spirit, creator, God, goddess, however you hold it. That is a being beyond understanding. And the idea of saying it's like, well, you know, of course I'm going to get told yes. Not necessarily. It's about what ultimately serves all of creation. And it's about working in harmony with that. And I always find it kind of funny when, when people, it's like, oh, well, you know, you can get anything you want. Which I think for me, I, I'm not too keen on that because if you're just given everything you want, then you really don't appreciate it. I mean, yeah, you know, you might at first, but then if everything you ever wanted just showed up, where do we learn? Where's the work? And the work is kind of cool, you know? And yes, occasionally it is nice to just be, you know, tossed a bonus, you know, from the universe. I need this and it shows up, but it doesn't happen all the time. I don't know a system where it happens all the time. You know, everything is about being able to flow with spirit as to opposed to attempt to tell it what you want and that it had better deliver it. Because as far as my experience goes, spirit don't work that way. 
Now, when uh, I was told that a meteorite landed and Spirit was asked in a ceremony who it was supposed to be for, and then it was it was said to be for me when I had never been to that country, I had never met any of those people. And yet their prayer, their spirit said, no, that's who it was meant for. You know, I have to believe that that wasn't coincidence. There was no way they knew me. And yet they listened and they complied. You know, they didn't have to let me know. They didn't have to provide that for me. And in a way they did because they trusted that what they were told was what needed to happen. And see, that's one of the most important aspects. And, you know, we're going to definitely be going more into that. When what you're asking for, maybe it's going to come out that way, or maybe it's not, but what happens is going to be what's best for you. And that idea of trust that idea of connection and whoever you pray to, whoever you envision or whatever you envision, you need to trust that because that allows you to tap into that everythingness and nothingness. It allows you to tap into that connection. It allows you to become one because once you are a part of all that, of all that is, all that was, and all that can be, then you have access to tap into that energy. Whatever it is that you want, but it has to be something that is in alignment with the universe. We don't get to tell the universe or creator or, or whoever, all right, this is how it's going to be. You know, we're told it's like, okay, I'll let you know. And maybe I'm going to ask more of you. Maybe you're going to have to do some extra work on this. But we'll see. We'll see how much you want it and if you're willing to work for it. I mean, honestly, there's a saying, the only place, the only time success comes before work is in the dictionary. And I'm a firm believer in that. And while, like I said, yes, there are times when the universe delivers, but usually it delivers because you've already set something into motion. You know, maybe it's, you know, you did some work and you were waiting for a check and then right at the best possible time, the check shows up. But the thing is, you already did the work for that. You know, that didn't come out of nowhere. So the idea that we can create a relationship with whatever consciousness is out there and the best part, the really the best part is that once you find that point, where the magic is so much farther beyond what you ever dreamed it possible to be, where the connection you feel is so all-encompassing that you almost don't even know what to do with yourself. It reaches that point where it doesn't matter. You, you suddenly don't have anything to ask for. Because being in that space, being in that moment, having that connection is almost more than what you could ask for. And it brings something together. It suddenly makes other things. It's like, oh, well, you know, I want this or I want a new car or whatever. When you're connected in that way to everything, 
suddenly there's a lot that you go, you know what? I think I could just be happy sitting here in this space. So consider that. Consider what your relationship with whatever, whoever is. Find that quiet space, that quiet moment. Ask for what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm a firm believer. I'm, I spend a lot of time saying, you know, it's like, you know what? Hey, 